Today's Inside the Chapel podcast is presented by Sports Spectrum, the intersection of sports and faith. Make sure you check out sportsspectrum.com right now and sign up for Sports Spectrum Weekly, our weekly email that comes right to your inbox for free to keep you updated on all of the content that Sports Spectrum is producing. Podcasts, articles, devotionals, all available for free at sportsspectrum.com. Well, welcome, friends, to Inside the Chapel podcast. My name is Icky Soma, uh, chaplain for the Houston Rockets. I'm so glad that you could be with us today. I'm here with my good friend, Reza Zadeh. Hey there, everyone. This is Reza, uh, chaplain with the Denver Broncos. Thrilled that you're joining us on Inside the Chapel here today. And this message, Reza, uh, you, you heard it. Man, uh, I listened to it and almost went to prayer mode. Kent Chevalier chaplain for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you are going through a difficult season in life right now, if you're going through storms and trials, uh, this message is just for you. Um, It's a very powerful message, a very close to home message for him. So would you now give a listen to Kent Chevalier's message? He's team chaplain for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a pastor for over 22 years and about two years ago, stepped away from that to go with athletes in action and become also team chaplain of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kent Chevalier and his message on storms. It was the summer after my freshman year in college and I was on staff at an incredible camp called Camp of the Woods in Speculator, New York, right at the base of the Adirondacks, man. It was an incredible camp and I had the privilege of being on teen staff there working with students who would come every week. But on the weekends to make a little bit more money, I was a boat boy. That's right. I, I drove the boat out uh, to a, a girls' camp that, that met on an island. I'll spare you the details, but I had all kinds of access to boating equipment. And, and so Erica and I were dating at this point, and she actually took a Greyhound bus all the way up to Speculator, New York from Pittsburgh to meet me there. And we spent some time together. And um, I thought it would be a great idea to take Erica out on the lake for a bit of a romantic date. Now, mind you, I was a poor college kid. I had zero money at all. And so my best idea of what I could do to take her out on a romantic date was to take her out on a canoe. So I had this whole thing planned, man. I put a basket for our lunch in the canoe and, you know, I got it all ready and and I had the keys and I technically wasn't allowed to do this, but man, I was just so in love with Erica and I just wanted to have a romantic time with her out on the lake. So we go out, we put our life preservers on, safety first, right? And um, we go out and we push out into this beautiful lake. It was called Lake Pleasant. And and, uh, while we're out there, I'm trying to flirt with Erica and so I'm splashing her with the oar and and uh, she's returning the favor, and, and it sort of got out of hand, and all of a sudden, boom, because we were like messing around, splashing each other, the canoe tipped over in the middle of the lake, and so I'm beginning to freak out a little bit, because now I'm going to get in trouble. I wasn't supposed to take the canoe out, this wasn't, you know, how I was, wasn't allowed to do this, and so I say to Erica, okay, here, here, you take the oars 
Like our, our picnic lunch was gone. It was, you know, floating. And, and uh, I said, here, you take the oars and you swim back to shore. Well, I need to because the, I couldn't get the, the canoe lifted above my head. I don't care, you know, how many trainings you've been, man. A canoe that has tipped over, it's hard to get it turned back over. So I have to push this canoe that's upside down all the way back to the shore. And so I am here, I'm, I'm splashing, I'm pushing the canoe, swim, 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 push the canoe, swim, swim, swim. You get this picture. Erica's now all the way at shore and I'm here, what seems like forever, pushing this heavy canoe that's submerged in water all the way back to shore. I get to the point where I'm beginning to feel the tickle on my legs. My shoes were ruined at this point. And I feel the tickle on my legs of the seagrass or the lake grass that's uh, beginning. So I recognize I'm starting to get close, right? And so I try to put my feet down where I can gain some traction and push better. And all of a sudden, my feet sink down into the sludge and the mud near the shores of the lake. And so now, man, it's even harder to push this canoe that had flipped upside down. And, and so... I'm pushing with all my might and I'm now trudging, trying to get my legs up out of the mud. And as I came up onto the shore, I am covered in this mud. And as the water runs down my leg, Erica kind of points to me and goes, ooh, ooh, oh, great. And I'm like, well, I tried to be romantic. This is no way to treat me. I've just, you know, and you're pointing at me and saying, ew, gross, right? And she goes, no, 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 not you. It's that there are leeches on you. And I'm like, what? I looked down and there were leeches on my leg. There were leeches on my belly that had sucked, they're like sucking my blood out. And what I had hoped was going to be this romantic adventure out in the middle of Lake Pleasant was anything but pleasant. It was an awful experience trying to be romantic with Erica out on Lake Pleasant. Now I tell you that story because the passage that we're gonna to read today in the Gospel of Mark takes place on a lake. And I thought I'd just share my lake story of, of anything but pleasant because what we're about to see is the disciples have an anything but pleasant experience out on this lake. So Mark 4, starting in verse 35, you can start there, uh, get there in your devices. And uh, I wanna read this passage to us. On that day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, his disciples, let's go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. So get that picture. There, there's not just one boat, there's multiple boats who are taking Jesus to the other side of the lake. So his disciples, a group of, of boats. And then, verse 37, a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. I know what that means. Like the boat's about to capsize. Here it is. But look at this. Jesus was in the stern of the boat, asleep on the cushion. And they, the disciples, woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not even care that we're perishing? And Jesus awoke and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, check this out, peace, 
be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And Jesus said to them, why are you guys so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and they said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So guys, I, I bring this story as we've been studying in the gospel of Mark. I bring this story to you because I believe there's some things that we can learn about Jesus and ourselves whenever it is that we face the storms of life. You know, let's be honest, this past 2020, this past season has been one, it just seems one storm after another. Like when I think about it, and I think about the racism that we are seeing run rampant in our country, when I think about, man, the, the political divide that we have in this country, when I think about the fear of the vaccine and, and, and all of this stuff surrounding COVID, man, it just seems like it has been one storm after another. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I can be like this. God, where are you? Like, man, why? It seems like you're asleep. Do you not see any of this stuff that's happening? It seems like the waves of this storm just keep coming and coming and coming against us. And that's just like collective. All of us are experiencing that. See, I don't know what kind of storm you might be facing personally in your life, but man, when we add it to the collective trauma that all of us are living in right now, the collective storms that we're all facing right now, whatever you've got personally going on can even seem even more overwhelming. You know, for me and my life, man, you guys know the storms that I have been facing personally. You know, my brother, he died from COVID, man. And it's been awful on our family. It just seems like one storm after another, right? And you guys know that my family, that we got COVID and we've been trying to trudge through this thing, man. It seems like one storm after another. Thank God we're coming out, right, of that. But man, it has been brutal, one storm after another. And so I don't know about you, but when I ask the question, God, where are you in these storms? There's some things that Jesus reveals about himself in this passage that I think that we could learn from. And then I, I also think there's some things that we can learn about ourselves as it pertains to Jesus' response. So the first thing I want to point out, if you're going to take notes with me, is this. Jesus revealed more of who he is in the middle of the storms. Let me say that again. Jesus revealed more of who he is in the middle of the storm. See, sometimes in the storms, we need to draw closer to Jesus. You see that these guys, they, they said, hey, the waves are breaking in and the boat was already filling. Jesus is asleep in the front of it. And what do these guys do? They come to Jesus. Somehow, in some way, they think that Jesus can fix this. And it seems like he doesn't care, but they come to him. And in that moment, when they come to him, Jesus revealed more of who he is, master of the storm. And he speaks to that storm. The second thing, look at this. Jesus speaks peace in the middle of the storm. With one word, did you see that? 
with one word, Jesus says that he has authority over creation. He says, peace. And the wind and the waves obeyed him. Jesus speaks peace in the middle of the storm. So you have Jesus revealing more of who he is. He's master over even creation. And then he says, I can speak peace in the middle of this storm. We learn these incredible things about who Jesus is. Now, what does that have to do with us? The first thing that I see that we can learn is that we can trust Jesus to calm our storms, right? We can trust him to calm our storms, just like the disciples came to him and said, Master, do you even care that, we that we're perishing? And Jesus says, hold up, peace, be still. And guys, I don't know what you got going on in your life right now, in your family, collectively as a nation, we've got all kinds of things going on with health and jobs and finances. You know, maybe for you personally, you have a storm when it comes to your children or a personal storm with your family. I want you to know this. This is what we can trust about Jesus, that he can calm with one word, your storm. He can speak one word of peace, be still in whatever you've got going on in your family. He can speak to whatever you've got going on in your situation with your job, with your contract, with whatever it might be for you. Jesus can speak one word to calm your storm. He has the power to do that. The second thing that I think we can do is that we can trust Jesus to deliver us, to deliver us through the storm. Now, you and I both know that storms in life, they do not discriminate. Storms in life come for every one of us. You know, we, we're all facing the collective trauma in our nation, in our world right now, of COVID, of a, a deep political divide. We, we are seeing on all social media channels the racism, the sin of racism that's running rampant in our country today. See, storms do not discriminate. We're all walking through it together. But I want you to notice something, that Jesus never promises us to deliver us from the storms. In fact, Jesus is recorded as teaching. He says, in this life, you will have trouble. He never said that when you start following me, when you come to me, that everything's just going to be peachy and rosy. No, no, no. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. Just because we might be following Jesus does not mean that we get out of the storm. No, what Jesus promises is this, that we can trust him to deliver us through the storm. Jesus said, take heart. I have overcome the world. Put your trust in me so that you could have peace. Because in this world, you're going to have trouble. But in me, you can have peace. See, Jesus revealed more of who he is in the middle of the storm. He, he speaks peace in the middle of the storm. So we can trust Jesus to calm our storms, and we can trust Jesus to deliver us through our storms. Not from our storms, through our storms. So I, I want to tell you that, you know, this past year, man, has been brutal on me personally. 
I mean, some of the things that have happened, I, I just am, you know, wondering, God, what in the world are you doing? Like, how could you allow this to happen? Like, why don't you step in to some of these awful situations that we see, man? And, and I've been here before. There have been some times that I have been in storms of life, but man, my brother passing away from COVID is probably, well, no, I know that it has, it is the most difficult thing that I have ever faced in this life. And, and I, and I'm waiting to see a good reason that could possibly come out of this. You know, I, I'm waiting for God to maybe reveal to me like, hey, peace, be still. But to be honest with you guys, man, I don't have peace right now. I'm not experienced. I feel like I'm at the point where the winds and the waves are crashing up against my boat personally. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm going over to Jesus and I'm, and I'm shaking him and I'm trying to wake him up and say like, man, how could you let these storms happen in my life? And I want you to know that, guys, Jesus never said to me, the man I was going to, because I follow him, that everything in my life, my whole family is going to be, you know, don't worry, nothing's going to touch you. No, it hasn't been like that for me. But I can tell you this, you guys. I have felt God closer in this season of losing my brother to COVID than I've ever felt him in my life. See, God says in Psalm 34 that he is close to the brokenhearted, that he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And you guys know that that's been me. I've been brokenhearted because of what happened to my brother. I have been crushed in my spirit. And God doesn't promise that he's going to deliver me from that kind of stuff. He never promises you that you're going to be delivered from that kind of stuff. But you know what? He's going to be with us through the storm. He's going to deliver us through the storm. How do I know this? It's because, you know, even though I'm in the middle of the storm right now, man, it's so fresh, it's so raw, and maybe you've walking through something like that as well. I know for a fact, one of you, man, you, you just lost your brother a couple weeks ago. And on top of that, you lost your, your father just a couple months ago. And so you're walking through storm after storm, getting pummeled like this. How do we have the confidence that Jesus is going to deliver us through these types of storms? Well, if we turn the page here in this gospel, look at Mark 5. So we were just in Mark 4, and at the end of that chapter, we read about Jesus speaking to the storm and it obeying him. And look at this. They came to the other side of the sea. Look at that powerful verse. They came to the other side. You know, in the middle of this storm right now, it is hard to see the shore. With all that we got going on in this country, it's hard to see that there can be peace, that there can be calm, that Jesus, that he's actually showing up and speaking into our situations and that calm is coming. But friends, I want you to know this. They came to the other side of the sea. I don't know what you've got going on in your life right now, but I know that you're going to come to the other side of it. Jesus never promised us that it's going to be easy. 
but he does promise to deliver us through the other side of it. And when we, especially in this group, when we gather together like this and we have each other's backs and we can be together in the same boats, so to speak, and we trust Jesus together and we come to him together and we can have each other's back like that, we can come to the other side of our storms together, unified, hand in hand, brother to brother, having each other's backs and Jesus calming and bringing us to the other side of our seas. And so guys, I wanna leave you with this thought here tonight as I close. See, following Jesus, I read this in a, in a passage, um, in a book, and, and um, I wanna share this with you. Following Jesus does not mean an absence of storms in our lives, but rather the assurance that we will make it through them. And I don't know what that speaks to you tonight, but I am praying not only for me and my family, but for you and the storms of your life, that we would hold on to that promise that we will make it to the other side. That's what Jesus does when he is in our boat. That's what we can count on when he is on our side. I submit this to you guys tonight as we learn about Jesus and as we learn about what we can do to trust in him. Let me pray for us. God, thank you that you are on our side, that God, nothing that we face will be able to prosper against us, that no weapon that's formed against me and these guys will prosper in their lives, and that you promise that you will always get us to the other side. Doesn't mean you'd take us out of those storms, but you deliver us through them. Thank you for that promise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. That podcast or that message, that chapel message, um, what had you laughing is a story about falling into the mud in the lake and having leeches on him to just really empathizing and sharing tears. As I listened to, it, I began just praying for Kent and his wife, Erica, just what they've gone through in this last year. Um, so Reza, what were some like big highlights? He talked about Jesus revealing himself even more in the middle of the storm, how we trust Jesus to calm the storms. We trust Jesus to get us through the storms and deliver us through the storms as well. And he also talked about, again, that in this world, Jesus says we're going to have trouble. Um, yeah. So what were some of the things that stood out to you from the message? Yeah, I mean, Icky, I think, well, first of all, I, I want to hear Erica's perspective on that date. <laughs> That's my, one of my first things that I'm going to do next time I see Kent and Erica. I say, Erica, I've heard Kent's perspective. I want to hear your perspective. Um, but honestly, when he, when he talked about the storm and the storms the disciples walk through, you know, when he was talking at the end about, you know, in this world, you will have trouble. Um, I just, I, I tried to put myself in the shoes of the disciples and they had been listening to Jesus. They had watched him perform miracles and they still didn't fully understand, uh, you know, how Jesus works and why Jesus was at peace, even in the midst of a storm. So Icky, I think that's what, that's what stood out to me was the ability to claim peace, even when things are chaotic all around you. And that's where my mind and my imagination just started going is what is it, what was it like to be in the shoes of the disciples? Um, and then just looking at my life saying, really, am I really able to experience peace when there's chaos all around me? And as I listened to Kent, that idea that Jesus is with you in the storm, he is our peace. And so that's what stood out to me, Aki. How about you? Yeah, you know, 
Reza, for some of the folks listening today, they're like, this really doesn't apply to me. I'm in a really good season of life right now and everything is so peaceful and calm. But you know what they say, when it comes to trials and storms in life, you're either in one, (laughs) just come out of one, you're heading towards one. And I know for me personally right now, it's a season just of some calm and peace and just some and all that. But a year and a half ago, it was just a season of just difficulty trials. It seemed like every door was closing and uh, my mom went home, be at the Lord a year and a half ago, and just challenge after challenge after challenge. So I would just encourage the listeners, if you said, hey, this this really didn't apply to me, to maybe put this podcast, this message like in your, in your uh, reserve, in your library for maybe yeah. that, that time when you're going through that storm. Because even James says it this way. He says, count all joy, my brothers, when you encounter yeah. various trials, not if. He says when. And so basically it's saying they're they're coming. So again, either you've been through one, you're in one, or you've just... You're heading towards one. So I think that was really the application for me. And the other thing, too, with with Kent, I didn't play football. (laughs) Football players are tough, but you can tell Kent, the message is really designed for football players who play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like it's in your face. It's direct. It's it's real. It's raw. It's you know, I mean, he shares about his own struggles and all that. So I can just see how it really connects with the players uh, who play for the Steelers. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that makes Kent such an effective chaplain, and that's why they stink and love that guy, and he is so ingrained in that organization. He is authentic, and he opens himself up, and I think that's one of the things as chaplains we get to do is open up our lives and say, we don't have this whole thing figured out. That's one of the things also, Icky, that really stood out to me about Kent. He was so, he was so open to say, I don't have this all figured out. You know, sometimes I think chaplains, ministers, pastors, preachers, it's almost like we've got all the answers, and this is what you got to do, but Really, I think if we're all honest, we're all trying to figure out this Jesus thing, no matter what our role on this earth is. And um, just also the, the other point that really stood out to me, um, Icky, that Kent brought up was um, when, when he talked about the shore. And it's interesting, just like he said, he's preached it. I'm sure you preached, you know, Mark 4. I preached Mark 4. I never focused on the reality that they saw the shore. And that you will get to the other side of the storm. Now, you might, you might be minus an arm. You might be you know, beat up, bruised, bleeding, scratched. But you will make it to the other side of the storm. And, and there's not one storm that I've experienced in my life that I have not made it to the other side of. And uh, I think that's one thing that really stood out to me as well is we can have faith that we have no idea how things are going to turn out. And just because we're Christian doesn't mean things are going to turn out well. I mean, Kent talked about his brother, I remember praying for his brother when, when his brother first got diagnosed, and yet it didn't turn out the way that Kent wanted or the way we all prayed that it would turn out. But we can rest assured that we will be on the other side um, of each storm that we walk through. That, does that say anything to you, Icky? Does that uh, resonate with you? Yeah, you can stand on the promises of God because Jesus says in the beginning, uh, let us go over to the other side, and, the, and the, it ends by saying, and when they got to the other side. So yeah, I resonate with that as well, that God, when he says something is going to happen and he commits to it and promises it, it's going to happen. We can always trust and stand on the promises of God for sure. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Any applications at all? Like where you just say, hey, to the listener who's who's saying, hey, I'm in that storm right now. Maybe what's one practical takeaway? What What can they do right now in the middle of whatever challenges are facing health or financial or job or whatever it may be. Yeah, bro. I think, I think the thing that I, that I noticed is, you know, Jesus was in the boat with them. Hmm. And when we walk through our life, you know, they could have left Jesus behind 
And I think, unfortunately, many of us get in our proverbial boats, get into our job, our vocation, our roles, parenting, marriage, relationships, friendships, anything. And I would say, first and foremost, Jesus was in the boat. And so I think we first have to consider, have we invited Jesus into our vessel? Um, is he a part of us? And then when he is in our vessel and we go through the storms, I mean, I oftentimes wonder, why was Jesus asleep? You know, yes, he experienced peace. I wonder if it was almost an opportunity uh, for the disciples to say, hey, we're going to figure this out ourselves, or we're going to call on Jesus. Now, I'm not sure they should have said, hey, don't you even care about us? <laughs> but, but I think the one thing that they did right um, is they called on Jesus in the midst of that storm. And I love that Jesus just tells the storm to peace, you know, just says peace, be still. And so I would say one application is, first of all, is Jesus in the vessel? And if we're going through storms, will we call on Jesus to be our help, to be our anchor, to hold, hold us and to allow Jesus to calm the storm? And uh, that's what I love. In, in this instance, Jesus said, peace, and the storm stopped. There's another instance in Mark where they go through a storm. Jesus just stands up and the storm stops. And I love, love that picture. So that's what stood out to me, bud. What about you? Yeah, I, I think exactly that. Uh, I have a former member of a church I pastored who battled cancer. He's a cancer survivor. And he said this to me, he said, Icky, I would not want or wish cancer on anybody. But when I was battling cancer, I have never felt closer to Jesus Christ, right? So he's going through the, just the most rigorous, demanding chemo and all kinds of things on his body. And he said, I've never felt closer than Jesus. So yeah, I, I think that's what the prayer, James 1, the application is James 1, is when you go through various trials, financial, health, work, relationships, ministry, whatever those trials may be, you know, he says, endure it, remain under it. And he says, what's going to happen is you'll grow closer to Jesus but the ultimate, uh, the other goal, the other goal is you become like Jesus. You become like him as well. It's maturation. You mature yeah. and grow in your faith. So, yeah, I think um, that's why I say is stay close to Jesus and mature in him, become close, uh, grow closer to him and become more like him. Well, Reza, uh, wow, this was, uh, again, powerful episode. And um, this, I think, is shareable. I, I think this is a message, a podcast that needs to be shared. So if you know somebody who's going through a very difficult season, maybe the last year and a half has been just a very difficult season for them. Perhaps share this podcast with them, email to them, send it to them on social media, because again, I think this is gonna really speak directly to so many people, Mark 4, 35 through 41, who are going through uh, trials and difficulties in life. We look forward to seeing you again on our next episode. Take care, everybody, and God bless. Mm -hmm.